Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hi, this is Matthew Vize, Associate Editor with Natural Gas Intelligence, a natural gas and LNG news and price reporting agency focused on North America. Thanks for joining me for another episode of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. Today, we are going to talk to Sinu Akunori, Energy Utilities and Resources Deals Principal with PwC US. Recently, PwC issued its mid-year 2022 outlook for energy deals, and the report projects that deal-making will accelerate in the natural gas and oil industry. In fact, NGI just referenced some of the study's findings in the article, PwC study shows growing appetite for natural gas investor deals, which states that traditional energy deals are gaining favor from investors again. I've invited Sinu to join us on the podcast to elaborate on PwC's recent study and to highlight some of the basics of how upstream deals work. Now, let's get started. Sinu Alkanuri, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. First off, when we refer to deals in the upstream oil and gas industry, what types of transactions could that term describe? Sure, thank you. When you say deals, in general, it could be any type of a mergers or an acquisition type transaction. It could be a company just acquiring some assets in different basins from an upstream perspective, purely oil and gas reserves. Or it could be a joint venture between two parties to co-develop certain basins. Okay. And and what are some of the factors that motivate management teams to pursue these upstream deals? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think one of the reasons you have to look at is the you know, current demand for oil and gas. Specifically, as you mentioned, gas, there is a significant demand for gas globally. And given the current war that's stemming in Eastern Europe, there's a lot of demand for LNG. And given the low cost in the U.S. with respect to gas and the number of LNG facilities that are coming up in the U.S., there is a lot of demand to export LNG to Europe and obviously to Asia as well. And that is definitely stemming from a lot of companies starting to look at uh, developing natural gas basins, especially shale gas. And that's stemming from doing deals both in terms of putting in more financial resources as well as the ability to take advantage of the current commodity price environment. Okay. Now, after an upstream deal has been announced, what goes on behind the scenes to ensure that it actually comes to fruition? I think one of the first things is to make sure that whatever market data or whatever initial information has been provided from a, if you think of a you know traditional transaction, company A buying company B, uh, you want to get all of the reserve information. You also want to understand how much undeveloped acreage there may be. And secondly, if a company is also looking at the transaction from a synergy perspective, 
trying to understand if there is any contiguous acreage that allows them to uh, benefit from general and administrative expenses, cost to actually not only produce, but also deliver that gas. And then finally, making sure there are some midstream uh, pipelines or other interconnects that are available that can actually take the oil and gas to their end end point, whether it's in Cushing or to the Gulf Coast. And then finally, making sure that they have done enough due diligence on the financials in terms of the historical results, but also the projections to make sure that whether it's you know, proved developed producing, proved undeveloped parts, or any probable unproved reserves, that all makes sense in terms of the deal price that is being negotiated. Now, how do these background efforts differ between public and private companies? In general, if you are looking at a public-to-public deal, you have a lot of audited financial information. You have published 10Ks and 10Qs with the SEC. So generally, you have a lot more credibility in terms of public companies' financial statements. On the other hand, if you're looking at a private company, you probably want to do a more robust due diligence, whether it's financial due diligence or operational due diligence, because you do not have a lot of public information that is available about the private company. So in general, if you're actually looking at a transaction where you are acquiring a private company or doing a merger with a private company, you want to do a lot more diligence, making sure you understand not only the financial statements that are you know, U.S. GAAP-based, but also making sure the projections truly reflect the value for the transaction price. Okay. Now, looking back over the past year, what are some of the most striking trends that you've seen among upstream deals? In general, when we came out of COVID, one of the things companies were looking to as commodity prices were coming back up, were truly looking to look at synergies as well as figuring out how to reduce their operational costs so that the break-even margins, whether it's oil or gas, is lower than before given the volatility in the prices. In addition to that, there was a lot of focus on green energy, renewables. And so from a traditional oil and gas perspective, they definitely want to make sure that they are able to continue to produce with lower emissions, if you will. So they were definitely looking for synergies, both from an operational perspective, but also from a climate conscious perspective. However, more recently, given the demand as well as the run-up in prices from a commodity price environment perspective, there have been a lot more deals where companies are much more focused on how best to mine the reserves or resources. Uh, So in terms of if you're buying a public company, buying a private company, the private company may have a lot of acreage but may not have the capital to actually drill and explore the acreage that they have. And so uh, there is incentives and synergies by a public company to not only acquire these additional acreage, 
but also develop them so that they are able to meet the demands that are coming up both in oil and gas perspective. Okay. Now, the final question I had, you know, we we're dealing with ongoing inflation that seems to be going up pretty regularly, lingering supply chain challenges, and the specter of a recession. You know, kind of given that backdrop, what major trends would you expect to stand out across the upstream deal landscape through at least uh, mid-2023? In our view, at least for the foreseeable future, there will continue to be demand for oil and gas. Even if the conflict in Europe is resolved, there are still inherent demand needs. And even if OPEC makes decisions to increase supply, we believe there is still going to be a need to expand investment into oil and gas. And so we would probably expect to continue to see deals taking place. You mentioned, obviously, inflation and supply chain issues. We are obviously continue to deal with supply chain issues since COVID, and there may continue to be lingering effects of that over the next 12 months to 18 months. Having said that, you know one of the best ways to curb inflation is to reduce the energy cost that goes into the inflation whether it's you know truckers driving up and down paying less for gas to you know food and other consumer goods that are moving across that use oil and gas and so for all of that if you can increase the supply we probably could see some temperate adjustments downward with commodity prices that will ultimately help alleviate some of the costs of transportation, which will in turn help at least check inflation growth. Okay. Well, based on our conversation, it sounds like we could expect a uh, rather interesting year ahead in upstream deal making. Unfortunately, that's all the time we'll have today to discuss this evolving topic. But uh, thank you so much, Sinu Akunuri. Energy Resources and Utilities Deal Principal with PwC US for taking the time to speak with me and for sharing your thoughts. If, if you want to know more about upstream natural gas and oil deal making, please do visit our website, naturalgasintel.com, and you'll find the article PwC Study Shows Growing Appetite for Natural Gas Oil Investor Deals, which includes links to relevant NGI articles. This is NGI Associate Editor Matthew Vizay signing off. Thanks for listening. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub and Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services.
If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.